So, Carl, we are here for our fourth yeah. meeting together, talking about our devotionals on um, doing our week. So, let's uh, start right on this week. How are you doing this week, by the way? You feeling good? I you mean, feeling yeah, good? yeah. I know yeah. you've been. I know you've been working out. Yeah, I've been doing a little bit more exercise. That's good, which is a miracle and good at the same time. Yeah, and I feel like- uh, in the in the pastoral role. We takes uh, when when we had a death this week in our in the midst of our congregation. So I'm mourning yep. that with the family. So that's uh, a week's been like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, let's let's jump in. Uh, I, I I um, this was for me was one of those weeks where you have to stay faithful in the scriptures, knowing they're going somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Some days you jump in the word and you're like, wow, this is a feast. And other days you're like, this is a discipline. And um, for mo- most of this week, uh, it was a discipline. And then it kind of turned very good end of the week for me. But I'd love yeah. to see where you're at. Let's uh, let's jump in. Yeah. And then sometimes maybe uh, the fact that we stay there, that's what God wants us to do. That's what God wants from us. You know? Absolutely. So we might not touch every day in the lectionary. Uh, we are not going to. So let me go to some texts that caught my attention that uh, I want to pick your brain on. Uh, one of the texts that we read on, on Monday was the Joshua text, Joshua 1, uh, verse 1 to 11. And also we read 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 1 to 5. Yeah. And um, I kind of saw a little bit of a connection there. Let me let me say this. Uh, one of the most well-known verse in Joshua 1, it's probably verse 9, right? Where we okay. uh, we see it everywhere, tattoos and pictures and everything. Yeah. And, um, and I'm embarrassed to say how I have not noticed in that, in that, in those verses, how many times God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. It was not just yes. only one time, but yes. three times. Yes. He says, he said, he says to Joshua three times. And um and I would I would I would um for the sake of my point here, I would affirm that God tells him to be strong and courageous because he's foreseeing something God Joshua is going to go through. And uh, I mean, if you go, if you go read, I'm not going to read them all, but if you're listening to us, you're going to read verse 6, Joshua 1, verse 6, then then verse 7, then verse 9. You will see why God is telling Joshua to be strong and courageous. The first thing he's asking him is, hey, you got to be strong and courageous because you're going to deliver a promise that I gave to your father. So don't forget the promise. You will have yeah. the tendency to forget it. You'll have the tendency to forget what I said. So don't do that. The second time. He says, be strong and courageous, like follow my, remember, you have to follow my law, you know, don't go away with my law. So God is foreseeing that Joshua will be like, um, you know, I have to deliver this land. So let me break some rules here, because at the end of the day, you told me to give this land. So God says, eh, we're not going there. And then the last thing he asked him to be strong and courageous is to remember that God is with him. So also, when we go into tribulations and problems, we have the tendency to forget that God is with us. So I think that's so real for us. And so, and so yeah, absolutely. And and I think, I think it goes into the, the theme for this week's writings uh, over and over again, God is telling people through the scriptures. And I think the people who put together the lectionary, uh, my opinion, listen and obey God. Like you have to obey his voice. 
over and over again this week, we see what happens when people don't listen to God's voice and what happens when people do listen to God's voice. And what I really like about that Joshua story was God had to tell him several times, be strong and courageous. And then Joshua went out and he said, Hey, tell everybody we're going to, we're going to, we're going to enter in in three days. And I don't even know that God gave him that time frame, but he, the word was so in his heart. He finally decided to listen to God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if, if you would deal with anxiety and anybody's listening, deal with anxiety, there's a lot of people who jump on that. Like it's sin. I think God tells us so many times to be courageous because anxiety is part of the human condition and we need God to overcome anxiety. And so he tells it to us so often because so many people need that reassurance. Mm-hmm. And so we see in first Thessalonians three, again, they were like, Hey, we, we wanted to make sure that you were doing what we told you to do. So we see in the New Testament readings a lot this week that the voice of God or the leadership of God comes through people. And so in the Old Testament, a lot of times we see what happens when people don't listen to God or do listen to God. We see in the Psalms where the psalmist is begging God to listen to him. But if but essentially, it doesn't matter if God is listening to us. We need to be listening to God. So yes, yeah. and, and 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 connecting to the first Thessalonian text, um, you know, in verse three, he says, uh, "It's giving all this this um, all these advices, you know," and then he says, "So that no one would be disturbed by mm-hmm. these afflictions." Yep. And then and then he says, and then goes forward to says in verse five. Because for fear that the tempter might have tempted you yep. and our labor should be not. So I connected the two texts like this. The tempter was always was also present in Joshua's right. life. Right. And, right, and, right. And, 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 and I think um, the letter of Thessalonians gets it when he says, you know, when we are in affliction, the tempter has an edge on us. If yeah. we are not, if we're not strong and courageous and remembering, Right. We got, we're going to give an edge to the tempter, and he knows our heart to get to get that edge. I couldn't agree more. And this is why verse four to me is the linchpin. Paul is telling the church in Thessalonica, we kept telling you in advance mm-hmm. we were going to suffer. Like that was the word of the Lord for you. We didn't want the suffering to throw you off. The word of the Lord came and said suffering is coming. It's it's we sent to encourage you. Listen for God's voice. God sent a message for you that the, that this was coming. Don't be troubled when it comes. So we really need to hear his voice. Like And how how dissonant this can be to what I had preached. Maybe you mm-hmm. had preached. I don't know. That, yeah. you know, you're going to be okay. Everything is going to be fine. Afflictions are something of your mind. Like, no. Like, afflictions are going to happen. And God is with you. Be courageous. Yeah. Don't don't go around the things that he expects from you. Remember the promise, you know. Yeah. So real what he says to Joshua, according to what Absolutely. we see in our lives today. So real. Absolutely. And uh, as you move on to the next day, you know, we need to be strong and courageous because there's things that are going to come against us that take courage to overcome. Yep. Now, on that, let me pull that thread about you said that the voice of God yep. can be heard through others. Yep. Can be here to others. So, on the text on Tuesday, we know I'm I'm not going to tell all the story. No. If you want to check the stories, First Samuel three one to nine with Samuel. You know, real quick, it's he's listening from God and he he mixes the voice of God with his with with Eli, and he yep. responds to Eli instead of to God. 
Yep. And, and then it happens, like, I think, three times or two times. By the third time, it, that's that's what that's what I see. To, that's what I saw here. It's he, Eli teaches Samuel how to respond to God in order for Samuel to listen to God properly. Yep. So it's interesting, like the way I speak toward that, the way I answer to God allows me to listen from him more precisely. I mean, you can argue that, well, it's obvious Samuel was listening from God, but because he never, he wasn't used to the voice of God, he thought it was the voice of Eli. Yeah. Which Think about this, how, how impressive that comparison is that he even got confused with the voice of God and the voice of his leader or or his teacher at that point. So what I saw in this in, in this is like kind of this confronting thought of the Holy Spirit to me as a pastor, as a friend, as a, as a, as a father, as a husband of uh, how many times I have pointed back to God when somebody comes to me. Absolutely. And, 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 and like, let's say my wife or or friend or somebody will say, Mario, I've been listening from God about this. And I want to take a hold of that. I want to say, oh, yeah, no, you haven't listened from God. Or this is wrong. I I, I not respect the fact that, yeah, you're listening from God. Let me give you a little bit of other piece of advice, but then go back and listen from God again. Because, and then, you know, as leaders or or just leaders, as, as disciples of Christ that we relate to people, I don't know about you, but I have the tendency to center everything on me. And I think Eli was like, no, man, you go listen for God by yourself. Yeah. And what I I thought was so exciting about this was Eli so discipled Samuel in the voice of God that when God spoke, it sounded like Samuel. Yes. I mean, it sounded like Eli. Like Eli. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, oh, I've heard this voice before. It must be Eli. And Eli's like, no, I was just speaking the word of God. Those were actually God's God's words. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. I think I think I think if we're discipling people well, that people will hear God's voice in our voice. Not that we're supposed to be God, Mm-mm. but it'll be like like I want to be a good enough parent that when my son does something wrong, he hears my voice in his head, even if it's even though it's the Holy Spirit convicting him. I want him to hear, oh, Dad warned me about this, but that's really Holy Spirit. But it sounds like my dad. I want to be so like God that my voice. Sound like God, like God sounds like my voice. Yeah, that uh, I don't want to beat the dead horse here, but it's it's also uh, Carl how we have to accept that we will be part of the revelation of God to those around us. Absolutely. Well, you it, better, be not, uh, better be careful. Exactly. 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 You better be careful. Don't say, "Oh no." Uh, I mean, uh, I don't want to be me. I want to be spiritual me. That's there's not such a thing. There's not such a thing as a spiritual me. There's there's you and there's and there's you. And God is counting on you. Of course, God is counting you. But we're going to see. Maybe we're not going to talk about it. But you know, Romans and, the, and on Sunday talks about walking away from sin. It's clear that God talks about walking away from sin, being dead to sin. But still, yep. me. I mean, I have to. I have to understand that that I will be the voice and the presence of God to somebody around me. Not fully, yeah. but yes, absolutely. And here's what's interesting to me on on uh, on that day's readings the 20th which that tuesday um in the psalm he's meditating on the testimony god is telling him remember uh, the wonders that god did for you uh in first samuel 3 he's learning to hear the voice of god and in second thessalonians 2 he's telling him stand firm hold on to the traditions pass on like he says like they were excited that um paul was writing to the church of thessalonica 
we're excited that you held on to the traditions and because you st stood firm in my teaching and the traditions we taught you that the glory of God could be revealed in you. And um, he says that uh, it was for this he called you through, through, this is so, it is for this he called you through our gospel that mm. you may gain the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is saying, we preached God in such a way, you listened to us, stood firm in our doctrine, now you have access to the glory. So mm. the same thing happened with, with Samuel. Sam, uh, with Yeah, Samuel. Samuel listened to Eli, stood within what Eli taught him. He could hear the voice of God. Paul is telling the church in Thessalonica, remember what we taught you so you can stand in the glory of God. And 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 I I haven't been in toxic environments like I'm like I'm going to mention, but I I know some people that might hear this might be in a in a in, a, in a, an environment that I want to raise kind of this awareness of. Uh, I was asking myself, am I willing to accept and know that those around me are listening from God too? Because I think like as leaders, right. we 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 say we want that. Was our pastors again again as. We say we want, but but the minute we people listen from God and it's opposite to what I, I think, I might be I might say I might have the tendency to say, no, you're not listening from God. So again, I haven't been part of those toxic environments, but I've seen that happen and yeah. it's very dangerous. Very yes, dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh that is on, on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I have more like a challenge for those that are listening to us. I'm oh. not gonna go into the whole into the whole Go for it. Thought because it took me, I mean, Wednesday it was very, was it was Wednesday very was challenging. Wednesday yeah. was challenging for me, man. It was, that was a rough one. Trying okay. To it, was, what was going it, on. it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, um, I, let's put it like this. I wanted, I, I didn't want to accept the, the loss. And I was like, I'm going to stay here and read this and pray this and look at it. And then, and then I saw this and I, I know if, if you, if you're not looking at my notes, it's going to be hard, but let me try to explain it real quick. Go for on, it. on Psalm 105, verse 1 to 11, I pointed out every single time that it says he's something, talking about God's something. And then I found his deeds, his wonders, his holy name, his strength, his face, his wonders again, his marvels, his mouth, his servant, his chosen ones, his judgments, his covenant, his oath. And then I made, and then I put everything together, and then I categorized those his by what God wants us to do with that, you know? And then mm -hmm. I came up with I came up with this thought that I want to share with you. It says, God wants us to know, and it's it's kind of a, a journey. It's kind of a journey that 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 we go through. As as I read this psalm, I saw this. God wants us to know that we are his servants and his chosen ones at the same time. Beautiful. Very paradoxical, which sounds beautiful to me. Then he wants us to remember his wonders, his marvelous, his his judgments, his covenants, and his oath. Remember, this is a sequence. Now, you know, remember, and then after we remember, he wants us to seek. Seek what? His strength and his face. Again, yeah, strength of God. Yeah, his face on the cross. That's how his strength is, mm. is, is shown. And then he wants us to make known his deeds and his wonders. His deeds by leaving them and speaking and speaking about them, and his wonders by proclaiming them. And then he wants us to boast. Oh, yeah, God wants us to boast about what? About his holy name. Mm. And then by the end, after we do all this, 
after you think, after we think we have everything figured out that we can make a great judgment of everything that we see and everybody that we go around with, he wants yeah. us to know that it is his judgment, not ours. So I put everything together, make this soup. And I saw this, I saw this sequence of how do we go about living this life with Christ a little bit, you know, a little, like, like a, this recommendation, not recommendation, but kind of thought, how do we go about this life with Christ? How many mm. times I have done it, you know, I want to seek his strength in his face and immediately I want to boast or I want to make known his deeds, but I don't remember his wonders, his marvelous, his covenant, his oath. So mm. I, I, I went, I went, I know it, it sounds very confusing now in audio, but uh, I promise if you stop the audio, you follow, you'll see it. Mm. That sounds good to me. <laughs> and then uh, also on Wednesday, I didn't want to take the lost on Proverbs four. Okay. And, uh, and I, I get a little bit more creative. So hopefully you can see it. I highlighted uh, some of the, what I believe the direct uh, orders that we see there, like verse 10, listen, my son, and accept my sayings. Verse 13, take hold of instructions. Verse 20, my son, pay attention to my words. Verse 21, keep them in the midst of your heart. Yes. Verse 23, watch over your heart. Then 24, then 25. There's kind of this, or this, this not orders, but direct suggestions. All right. So as I highlighted those, if you look it up, you're, you're listening to Proverbs 4, 10 to 27. I saw, again, something that points to my, pointed to the way God expects my, kind of my behavior to be towards him and towards the people around me. It's this. I saw first God asking for attention to his instructions. So verse 10, 13, yep. and 20, pay attention to my instructions. And I'm like, okay, I'm good on that one. Now let me go say something. No, God says on 21 and 23, protect your heart. Protect your heart. Okay, God, I protect my heart. Good. I'm ready to say something. No. Verse 24, protect your mouth. Protect your words. And like, okay, God, now I'm ready to say something. I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor, you know. I'm a, I mean, I'm going to proclaim. God said no. Protect your eyes. Mm. Look what you've seen. Don't look everywhere. I have gave you something for you to see and be obedient to that. Yeah. And then, God, and then, okay, God, boy, now I got a mission and I have everything. I'm ready to say something and to be an example. And God says, yes, now start walking. Mm. Be a guidance to my feet. Be, be, yeah, I'm going to be a guidance to your feet. So I, I, I feel like how, I mean, it confronted me very hard, you know. Once yeah. I know the instructions, I want to go do something and say something and, and you know, start to put, put people in their place. And God says, uh, uh, I need the heart in place, the mouth in place, the eye in, in place. And once you do that, start walking and hopefully somebody will follow you. How does that sound to you? No, I, I love it. And I, and I love, I think, I think what you talked about is expounding upon verse 11. I have directed you in the way of wisdom. Mm. This is the way of wisdom, right? Mm. Not just not just revelation, but Jesus had wow. the spirit of wisdom in revelation, right? And so a lot of people have revelation, but they don't have wisdom. And he's like, this is how wisdom will manifest. I think that's really good. Wow, thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you for mentioning that verse. I, I didn't I didn't saw that. Yeah, this is the wow. way of wisdom. And and I think I think that is the theme, like. I'm talking to you so that you will live in a way 
of channeling the wisdom of God to the earth. And I use channeling not in like a new age <laughs> magical way, in creating a conduit that can flow the wisdom of God into the earth. And he had to break it out in Proverbs. This is what it looks like. Can you can you can you just and I tell you what, Mario, I don't want to beat what you just said. I don't want to like I don't want to say it all over again, but just if so many people would listen to what you just said, could wait a minute. Like just hold on to those words, make sure your heart is right. Then you could speak the word of God in a way that will actually help somebody. I think that's really, I think it's really mm-hmm. good advice. Yeah. Th- Thursday, Thursday, um, I really, I mean, he touched on some, I mean, we didn't read Psalm 8 properly. We read Psalm 69, but yeah. on the text of Hebrews from 5 to 9, Psalm 8 is quoted. And I don't want to expand into this because it will, it will be a, a three-hour conversation just on this at least. I want We're to invite on, those. On the, you said Thursday. Are we on the, so we I'm, did we skip the twenty-second? Oh no, I did. I did went. I did talk. The last one was Wednesday. Sorry, the last one it was Wednesday when I talked about some. Okay, okay, so give me the date. I got mine listed by date because I'm, I'm weird like that. All right, it We're might on be the twenty-second. We're on the twenty-second now. Nineteen twenty. 21. Uh, I just talked about 21. Okay, so now we're on 22. All right. Hebrews, Jeremiah, Psalms. Got it. Go ahead. There you go. Sorry. So on Hebrews from 2, Hebrews 2, right. 5 to 9, I just want to throw this out there because I know there's um, people are going to be listening. And I want you to invite you to do this, and I'm going to leave it right there unless Carl wants to say something. I yeah. want you to read Psalm 8, thinking about the Son of Man being humanity, being you and me, and how we have fallen short of that. And then you read Psalm 8 through the eyes of Hebrews, which is Jesus being the son of man and fulfilling that for us. I think you have material there for hours. So I would invite for you to do that because I think it's so powerful. Yeah, I, I, I for me, this is when the week really started to turn the corner. And for me, um, I just, you know, life is hard. Life gets harder when you don't listen to God. The psalmist was crying out because people weren't were lying about him and jeremiah he's like they say it's it's, mm-hmm. it's hopeless they're complaining of receiving the fruit of their own disobedience and um and in hebrews i just saw god has spoken to us to be faithful to god that's why god has spoken um when we when when um when we follow god we lose our position of authority in the spirit realm in the kingdom um, and Jesus never lost his authority because he was always faithful with what God had said. And so we need to remain faithful so we can maintain our blessing and authority. Um, I think I think what we're about to watch happen in Jeremiah, I think what they're saying is Jesus, that never happened to Jesus because he always obeyed the Father. Yeah, one, and, one thing good. One, one thing that I think that you I thought you see during the week is how, the word how the 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 text we read kind of explains how to how to listen to the voice of God like it kind of yeah it tells you you sh- you should listen but it's not like uh it's not like this magical way of listening to the voice of God no it, it there's a way that God expects you to listen from him you know and 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 it and goes through listen listen and, and obey, obey. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. because we're watching in the Old Testament slowly but surely what happens when you don't. Uh, and, and Jeremiah, we're about to watch what happens when you don't listen to God and you choose your own path. God's going here, you're going there, and you're like, oh, God's punishing me. 
No, you got off the God path and that the blessings are on the God path. And Jesus stayed on the God path. He never lost any authority. Sometimes we get off the God path and we're like, oh, God abandoned me. No, you left the safety of following and listening, obeying God. So, yeah, good. That was a good text, man. Good Hebrews. Hebrews is rich, though. Right. Complicated. And it's really easy as two seminarians, as uh, as two people who have their master of divinity um, in our vocational ministry. Hebrews is complicated. Yeah, no. And and it and um, if you just read it at face value, you're not gonna. I don't. I don't want to say that the text is not accessible. No. At the no, same no. point, it is complicated. It is a man uh, writing a sermon to a group of people two thousand years ago in a language we don't know. You, I don't. At least I don't know this language. And he is using a text th- of language I also don't know. People who intimately not only knew this Old Testament, the text, but lived it. And he's writing a sermon based on their understanding of that text, which I don't know their understanding of the text. And so to read Hebrews well takes a lot of work. Now, you'll be blessed just to read it even in our ignorance. God will still speak through it. But it's 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 complicated. It's Except for Revelation, it's probably the most, I think, the most complicated New Testament text to read. Yeah. And how, and because the way he presents Christ, it can it can give you so many, it's just ways of yeah. looking at it wrong and right and and and, and yes. cricket and oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't know the man. It's like when you do as, as a pastor. It's like when you do marriage counseling. I don't know how much marriage counseling you've been blessed to do yet, but you go into marriage counseling, and they've got eight years of history, and they want to talk about what happened last week. But this thing has been going on for years, and and you only know what happened last week, and they want you to get in there and help them out, and you're like, and so Hebrews has you know a couple thousand years of history behind it, and uh, and and that's the only way I can describe it. It's it's complicated, and I think we could say that about about every single book in 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 in, in, in the New Testament for sure. Please, please, please. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So let me yeah. let me go to Friday, which is, should be twenty three. Good for time, bro. We are doing good for time, me and you. Yeah, I am going with. with I'm, I'm I'm trying to get on the promise because we this haven't get very good with promise. So on Friday, what I saw is uh, Jeremiah very bitter and very. He's expressing his bitterness towards his prayer on Jeremiah eighteen verse nineteen to twenty three. Of course. Yeah. They are trying to persecute him. They are persecuting him. And but he shows his bitterness yep. like black like bad. And then on Acts 5, verse 17 to 26, we see the apostles being in prison. Yep. And we don't know what they say, right? They might have said right. the same thing as Jeremiah, but we see the rescue of God coming, and they, I mean. I don't know. I've saw I, I kind of saw the apostles waiting for their for, for justice to be made the way God wanted. And I saw Jeremiah kind of uh, being like me, you know, actually complaining to God and saying, like, yeah. you want to bring the sword, bring the you know, kill them by the sword and and yeah. raise the raiders against them. And I'm like, wow, how when you're in in the middle, there's two responses you can have. And I'm not saying Jeremiah was less faithful or, or more faithful. I'm just saying. I saw those two responses, one in jail 
and waiting for God to open the, open the doors or not. And Jeremiah is being persecuted and he's like, God, just kill these people because they're trying to kill yep. me. So yep. here's what here's what I saw. And it's partially revelatory. I don't know that I'd seen this before, which is what I love this reading plan for and partially pastoral. But the pastoral thing is um, what I love about our Christian scriptures is you have leaders who complain to God like they are upset with God and that's OK. Like. We are invited through prayer into the triune life of God. And what better place to bring your bitterness than into the Trinity? Because that's where it can get healed. That's where we can get revelation. That's where we can be comforted. That's where we can hear the promise. Like we need to get our heart problems yes. in front of God. That's mm -hmm. And so in the Psalms, we have all these opportunities to bring our bitterness to God and experience it not out in the world, not with other God haters, but with God. Like, hey, God. And, and what's interesting is Jesus suffered on his mission. And so we get to stand next to Jesus, who also suffered before the Father, and be like, what's up with all this? Then we can, as Jesus and the Father are interacting, we can be part of that interaction with the Holy Spirit. That's that's I, I I I beat that horse a lot because it's so important that we know what to do with our emotions. It's so real what you said. I'm glad you said it because on that same Friday, I wanted to go look at it. I mean, if you're listening, go to look at it. Psalm 69, mm -hmm. verse yeah. 7 to 10 should be, could be very easily Jeremiah's prayer. Absolutely. But at the same time, Psalm 69, 16 to 18 could be easily the apostles' prayer in, in prison. Listen to yep. this. If you're in prison like, like the apostles, you can easily, easily pray this. Answer me, Lord, for your mercy is good. According to the greatness of your compassion, turn to me. And et cetera, et cetera, verse 16 8 to 18, Psalm 69. So how the same psalm between the first verses and the and other verses, you it's offering 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 this prayer to Jeremiah's lips, lips and to the apostles' lips in kind of different yep. like different. Eras, even yep, right, yep, yep, yep. and here, here's what I saw. Now, now, check this out. I've never seen this before. Okay, so we, we see that that the psalmist is complaining, we see that Jeremiah is bitter and complaining. We get to Acts 5, and there's two groups of people here, and they're all Jews, right? There are people, and they're all uh, uh, conquered by Rome, right? They're all captives of Rome, even though they're living in Jerusalem. And so we have two groups of Jews. We have those who have recognized the salvation of God, and we have those who have not recognized the salvation of God. We have the apostles who have recognized the salvation of God and are walking in joy. Then we have those who have persecuted the apostles, who are also Jews, who also had that same promise, but did not focus on the promise and receive their deliverance by obeying God's word, Jesus Christ. So all throughout this week, we are admonished to obey God's word, to listen and obey. The apostles did, and they were walking in joy, even in the midst of prison. And then we have those who persecute the apostles. And, the, and Peter says to them in verse 30, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you had put to death by hanging him on a cross. Your bitterness cut you off from God's blessing. 
Mm-hmm. We listened and obeyed to the voice of God, and we were delivered from captivity. And so all like so we have the two choices that we have in the midst of our bitterness. Are we going to listen and obey God even when it doesn't make sense, even when it goes against what we want to do? Or are we going to listen and obey God and come into his full blessing? And what we see here is the apostles listened and obeyed, whereas the leaders didn't. Those members of the council who they were before at that moment, the Sanhedrin, didn't. And so they not only persecuted Christ, of course, it caused the destruction of all Jerusalem shortly thereafter. But I, I want to make sure you 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 qualify this by when when you say when when you say I I mean they obeyed the voice of God and they were blessed. I want to qualify that they were blessed and killed too. So that oh, doesn't yeah, mean were, <laughs> that they, doesn't they, mean <laughs> they were blessed with the peace of God. Yes, they were there blessed you go. with relationship with Jesus. They were blessed with walking like Torah means God's way. And of all these people, only one of them of these two groups, only one was keeping Torah, and that was the apostles. They were walking in God's way. They were blessed by being followers of the living God, where the others had human power, but were under God's judgment. Yep. And then on Friday, which is your 20th, Saturday, sorry, which is your 24th, just today, it's yes. the same record. It's like this, it's they're, they're beating the same horse because Jeremiah, it's bitter again and complaining. Of course, he's bitter. He just got beat and yep. out of jail, which is, uh, you know, I wouldn't, and and he in verse da, 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 verse four of Jeremiah twenty he gets bitter again he starts cussing cussing people out literally, and we have the contrast of that in Christ in Luke eleven verse fifty three, and then twelve verse uh, one to three when Jesus when he's persecuted when he is tested by the Pharisees. He, he does what? He responds in a righteous way by asking them. You know, he's he's telling them. Uh, it's like he brings justice without being without being facetious like Jeremiah is. He's like, hey, be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Hey, make sure yeah, yeah. you know everything you say is going to be revealed. So yeah. Jesus is like, I'm not going to cuss you out. I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen if you keep it like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For me, this whole this was the culmination of the week. You know, this is the find out phase. There's kind of a a, a phrase out there, you know, mess around and find out, except it's uses a curse word at the beginning. F, <laughs> F around and find out. And they're in the find out phase. Like you you want to keep trying God. I know you like you need to follow him. You need to obey because you go find out what happens when you don't. You're going to find out what happens when you don't. You're going to find out. And then finally, Jeremiah kept telling him, hey, you keep disobeying him. Bad things are going to happen. And they're like, well, let's kill Jeremiah. That ought to stop it. <laughs> nope. nope. This is what happens. And then they were not in a yeah. good place. And in, and in Luke, he tells them the leaven of the Pharisees is hypocrisy. You act like you're righteous, but you're really not. You're going to find out. You will find out. There's yeah. nothing covered that will not be revealed. There's nothing hidden that won't be known. You think you're hiding it from God? Mess around and find out. And, and uh, this is what we, so the whole week we've been told, listen to God, obey the voice of God, 
learn to hear as God and walk in blessings. And if you don't, you will find out what happens. And, and you even you even say it. you even said it. Bring it to God when you are in distress. And let me yes. connect that thread with Sunday, mm. which, on, which honestly Sunday was like. To, I mean, when I saw it, I was talking to Calling again this morning, yeah. Yeah. and he helped he, he helped me see this. Look, look, look what we have right. here. So it's Genesis twenty one verse eight to twenty one is the Hagar Ishmael story, yeah. where, where Hagar is sent away by by Abraham. Because God told Hagar to do so. Because yep. God said, I'm going to bless Hagar. Listen to what happened here. Genesis 21, verse 16. Listen to Hagar's heart. She is already decided that his kid is going to die. Because she says, do not let me look onto his death. So he's, she's talking to God. And she says, do not let me look on the death of the child. And then at the end of the verse 16 says, she lifted up her voice and wept. But now listen, she, she lifted up her voice. But then the next verse, it was the voice of the boy that was heard. Did you see how dissonant this is? Wow. She is praying. God is listening to his voice. And I'm, I'm going to argue here a little bit why do I think that is. She she is being righteous in a sense that, like you said, she's bringing her, her problem to God, but through her perspective. And God says, I'm thankful that, you, that you're talking to me, but your perspective is wrong. So I'm going to listen to your kid, and I'm going to do way more than you think. I'm not just going to allow you not to see his death, because she maybe even saw his death. Oh, no, she didn't. But God's, God is saying, I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna hear the voice of the boy. He says in verse 17, and I'm gonna make out of him a great nation. So what I saw here is this: Hagar is being righteous, bringing it yeah. to God, but she sees she's limited when she prays. She wants something. I just don't want to see my my boy to die. And God says, "Okay, I'll listen to you. I, I hear you, but I'm gonna listen to the to the to, to the boy's voice because he doesn't want to die." I'm going to wait. I'm going to make way more than you think, way more than you think. Mm. And then what I thought it was beautiful is the same day we have Psalm 86, 1 to 10 and 16 and 17. Look how beautiful is verse 16 and 17. And, and tell me if it doesn't sound like Hagar praying to God. Again, verse 86. Oh, sorry. Psalm 86, verse 16 to 17. To me, sounded like Hagar praying to God. It says, Turn to me and be gracious to me. Give your strength to your servant. Save the child of your serving girl. Show me a sign of your favor so that those who hate me might see it and be put to shame because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. So, again, what you said, yeah. uh, bring it to God. Like the Psalms gives us language for us to say things that we cannot say by ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and for me, um the scripture that that caps off the week um is right there in the gospel reading. Um whoever uh birds, It's Matthew 10, right? Just just to yeah, say the reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 10 uh 32 33, whoever confesses me before men, I'll confess him before the Father. Whoever denies me before men, I'll deny him before the Father. We're to hear and obey God. Get our heart right so that we are meditating on the truth of who God is. Get our heart right so we're proclaiming a true gospel. 
because he wants us to be speaking the word of the Lord. And if we live a life that denies God, he'll deny us. But if we live a life that holds on to what is true, he'll confess us before the Father. Yes. And, yes. Um, I also saw something, and then this is to, to close on my side. Yeah. I, I also saw something on Matthew 10 that connects with the text of Genesis. See if you see it with me. It Go says Matthew 10, verse 35, 36, and 37. If you read it, it says, for I have but I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against his mother. Da, 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 da. Verse 36. No one foes, no one's foes will be members of one's own household. So he's saying this thing, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna set man against his father. So think about the, the history of Hagar. God made Abraham against Hagar to bless Hagar. So wow. when God apparently sends you apart from your family, it's not to curse them, but because he has a blessing for them moving mm -hmm. forward that you cannot see sometimes. And, and, and I see that, I mean, I say this with confidence because I see it on my life. Wow. So, so the division that God is saying is a division that will bless them because Abraham literally has to send his son away with Hagar. So God is saying, send her away. God is making this, what he says in Matthew 10, he is bringing division between the mother and his son, or because of, because of dad and his son, but that division is to bless them. They had to walk their own walk yeah, for them to be blessed the way God wants them to be blessed. That's good. That's good. And we got to listen, obey, and follow God. No way around it. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Hey, Carl, thank you again for this week. We are very yes. good on time. We behaved yes. today a little bit. So I would like, I would like for us to for you to pray for us and uh, folks. Father, have a, have a great week. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every person, including me and Mario, I pray that we would hear your voice. If we, if you speak it through your word, you speak it through your people, you speak it through those who disciple us, you speak it through our own circumstances. I pray that those listening would hear your voice. I pray for the unction of the Holy Spirit that would quicken the voice of God in their lives so that they can walk in a way that's pleasing to you, in a way that they walk in the blessings of God. They walk in a way that leads them into the plan of God so that it can unfold in a way that those around them are blessed in hearing your voice. Father, I pray that we would be very attentive to your leading, to your voice, to your ways, that we also would walk in the way of wisdom this week and that you would keep us safe from the enemy. We declare the blood of Jesus over all those who are listening and the blessings of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. See you next week. Bless you, man. Good one.